Rise and shine, baseball fans! It's time once again for a fresh dose of Major League Baseball analysis with the newest community in the game. Bringing together fans from all around the world from their broadcast headquarters in beautiful Southern California, it's Kenny. If what happened this week is any indication, I think we are in for one of the most wild and extravagant off-seasons maybe in baseball history. It's Nika. And you can see his impact already on the younger generations of kids. They all say, I want to be like Shohei. I want to do two-way baseball the way Shohei does. This is the Kanika Baseball Podcast. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Kanika Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely wife, Nika. Good morning, Nika. Good morning, Kenny. And we have a gloomy morning today. It's it's gloomy, but it's Friday, so there's a little give and take, I guess, on the old... Uh, the weekend is right around the corner. It's a long day in California. The sun may decide to peek its head out. And the spring is coming. It's around the corner. Oh, speaking of spring, I think looking at my calendar, I think we're less than a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. It's right. starting to loosen up those arms. Get That's ready for right. the season. Get conditioned. Yeah, stretch it out for the long haul. Well, if you're Blake Schnell, maybe two-thirds of the season. That's just kind of based on six innings a game. Yeah, he's two-thirds in and one-third out. For sure. There's been some whispers and some complaints that the baseball offseason has been kind of boring. It's one of the more boring off-seasons that we encounter in the recent history. Yeah, I think there's two reasons for that. One of the reasons is that nothing really surprising has happened yet. I think everyone predicted Soto to go to the Yankees, and that's what happened. Everyone predicted Otani to go to the Dodgers, and that's what happened. Yamamoto going to the Dodgers was a little bit of a cliffhanger, but then at the end of the day, it wasn't all that surprising. Yeah. And then you, you kind of have uh, the Cubs coming in here now and getting Shota. Imanaga, and he was singing over in Chicago, wasn't he? Yes. Hey, Chicago. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Cubs gonna win today. That's right. Go Cubs, go. I'm getting excited for the Cubs. The Cubs, according to the latest news reports are going to be the most active team remaining in free agency this year. And the key pieces, I guess, that they uh, have their eyes on are Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, and Josh Hader to come in and shore up that bullpen with, uh, who was it, Alzoza, 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 Yes. Albert, right? So those four players are what's kind of left out of free agency. Those three, Bellinger, Chapman, and Hader. All right. We, we've been talking about Schnell, but oh, I think that oh. may be why I got, you, got, you got confused. And and just so you know, the Cubs are not pursuing it right now to Blake Schnell. I, I personally just hope that they're not pursuing him. The number that leaked for him was nine years, $270 million. I don't want the Cubs anywhere near anything like that for Blake Schnell. That's a lot of money for six-inning pitcher. Only six-inning pitcher. Yeah, he's just this weird baseball conundrum. So the Cubs have their eye on these three players, and uh, there's one player on the Cubs in particular who would like to see Cody Bellinger back in a Cubs uniform, and that was Dansby Sponson. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Now that's Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan! 
That's right. So a couple of things about this that are interesting. I, I think Cubs management would probably prefer that Dansby Swanson did not say these things out loud at Cubs convention. I think Cody Bellinger became a Cub fan favorite last year a little bit. So of course fans are going to get emotional and be like, yeah, we want him back. Sure. You know? And and I've kind of maintained that with the Cubs bringing in Michael Bush, this prospect from the Dodgers, who seems like he's just ready to play first base in the majors and had a, over 900 OPS in AA and AAA. Oh, would that be more correlated with Chapman since he's a first baseman? No, Chapman's a third oh, baseman. Oh, third baseman. Bush is first Her, and okay. third base, and, apparently. Okay. That's you can right. play both. I, I think what may happen is like, you know, that I'm thinking about this out loud, the Cubs may be pursuing all three, or well, at least both of these two players. They might be in talks with Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman and really thinking that we can only sign one of them. Okay. And and I think where whichever one they sign, Cody Bellinger will go to first base Michael Bush would go to third, or Matt Chapman would go to third base, and Michael Bush would go to first base. When the Cubs got the trade mm -hmm. done with the Dodgers, there were reports that Michael Bush is now the number one first baseman for the Cubs on the depth chart, so to speak. Okay. But that doesn't mean that things can't change, and depending on, again, like I said, who you sign here, but... I thought that report was interesting because it, it kind of hinted that Cody Bellinger was not coming back to me at the time. I even said that on last week's episode. But if for some reason they do decide to bring him back, then I, I have to wonder, does that mean Michael Bush goes to third? I don't think the Cubs traded for Michael Bush to have him be in the minor leagues. Uh -huh. He's got this experience. He, he's done his double A time and his triple A time. It makes more sense to have him on the field this season and then keep him in a triple or double. Yeah, it, do it doesn't make sense, especially mm -hmm. with the market. All I'm saying is I don't see the Cubs signing both of these guys. They're going to sign one or the other, and then that will determine where Michael Bush plays in a sense. Well, Bellinger doesn't really want to play first. Not but yet. he's going to have to if he's if a Cub. He decides because to be a Cub. The Cubs yeah. are also not going to hold back Pete Crow Armstrong. Right. It feels he's like the everyday center fielder. Right. It feels a little crowded in that center field. It, it is too crowded. Mm -hmm. it, you're not talking about a utility guy here. Like Christopher Morell is the utility guy yeah. for the Cubs, if you're being honest. But he's like your DH going forward because there's really not a Where you put him. spot for him either. Mm -hmm. You know, They're going to make some moves. They have Cubs. to. They really do. The or... Cubs are getting crowded, and they're starting to have what we call good problems, where they they have a lot of good, young, upcoming players. Uh, they've been able to build a relatively inexpensive pitching staff. So I, I like the Cubs' moves, and I think they've given themselves an opportunity to make a lot more. Well, maybe out of all these three names, Josh Hader might be the black horse in that trade. I think because of there's a high likelihood he becomes a Cub because of the connection to Craig Council. Yeah. I think much like you feel like Schnell might ultimately wind up on the Giants because, because of, Melvin. of Bob Melvin. Yeah. So both things, I think, have a high likelihood there. Well, again, it's quiet out there. It's all whispers and rumors right now, but not a lot of actual moves happening. And like I said, we're less than a month away from the start of spring training. So it's a little bit interesting out there. We started to talk about Schnell. We can get into a little bit more here. But it's interesting to see Schnell, Hader, Bellinger still off or I, I guess like on the market in, in a sense. Like no one's taking the plunge yet. And, and they all have the Scott Boris agent, right? Yes, they do. Nobody wants to give out their purse at the moment. They are less asking a lot of money. Yeah, I feel like we're getting into uh, standoff territory here. Mm -hmm. 
So who's going to cave first? I feel like the teams are not going to cave on these players. Or they might wait till the last possible minute to see what shakes out at the end. Who's going to give first? It's tug of war. I think all three of these players have a lot to offer. Don't get me wrong. I think Hayter can close still. I think Schnell can be serviceable for teams. He has two Cy Youngs. I just don't like watching him pitch per se because I, he stresses me out and walks people. And Bellinger, I think, is the biggest like conundrum in all of this because he was so good coming up and then he got so bad like after the COVID. And then he came to the Cubs and got good again, really good. 300 hitter, you know, good. And I, I just think people don't know. Yeah. Which way he's like going to blow, you know? He, he's like the Bitcoin. Goes up, then tanks. <laughs> Kinda. A little bit. Crypto belly. Crypto belly. Crypto Cody, sorry. Crypto Cody. Crypto I like Cody. It. He's up, he's down. He smokes the reefer, it looks like, sometimes. Him and Chris Bryant. Too sleepy. Too sleepy. sleepy Chris Bryant and Cody Bellinger. Together again. Together well, at last. Well, hopefully he doesn't go to the Rockies because they don't have a room for two. <laughs> Tap the Rockies, Coors Light. Rockies have been making any moves. Yeah, I feel like Pittsburgh, Colorado, you, you're just not hearing anything out of Nothing. these markets. Uh, yeah. The Mariners made more noise than, than all these teams with their trades and their signing of Mitch Garver. It's very quiet. Uh, Kansas yes. City has been quiet, but I think they've made some trades with the, the Braves and stuff. A lot of, there was a few teams like Kansas City, and I think maybe Miami was another one that are interested in Jonathan India. Yes. So I think they might be waiting to see if there's movement on that front before mm -hmm. the season starts. There's a lot of pieces that need to be moved around for a lot of teams. And yeah. the time is really short. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like when it comes to starting pitching, that two of the pitchers that have been rumored to be on the move this offseason are actually going to stay put. And that is Dylan Cease on the White Sox and Shane Bieber in Cleveland on the Guardians. Yes, sir. They love this club here in Cleveland. But I would not be surprised if they are big trading deadline staples. So that'll be interesting. So the players can be traded all the way till the spring training. All the way till the deadline. They, they can be traded once the season ends. They can be traded, and they can be traded all the way until the July 30th deadline. Wow. Anytime. Any player. Once the deadline is over, they can't trade until the season ends. Season's end. over. So there's like only like a two, two and a half month shutdown, I guess, if you want. Okay. August, September, October. So three months. So there is no deadline before the spring training starts? No. Anything like absolutely that? Absolutely not. They can move them the day before the season starts. Oh, wow. There's probably going to be players cut by teams and then other like... Guys will pick them up off waivers, and there's a whole pecking order and all that crap. Okay, so there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on for sure. Corbin Burns, the pitcher for the Brewers, he is still on the trading block apparently. So but that's one name to watch to see if he gets moved before the season starts. And that would be a, a, a nice pickup for a lot of teams, including the Cubs. I can't lie. Everybody so, needs pitching. <laughs> I, I just think it would be funny if at the end of the or, or if before the season started, Craig Council, Corbin Burns, and Josh Hader, Hader were all on the Cubs, and the Brewers fans would probably be up there looking like, what just happened here? It will not surprise me one bit. Don't worry, Brewers fans. You're you're not going to give a rat's ass as soon as Jackson Cheerio gets called up to the majors and starts his professional career. All right. Well, a couple other 
small notes from the free agency world. Jorge Soler is out there on the market. He was a slugger for the Marlins, of course. Getting jiggy with it. World Series hero for the Atlanta Braves, and also a member of the 2016 Chicago Cubs World Series team. Jorge Soler is not what I would call a young man anymore in the baseball world. He's 32. He's probably on the cusp, you know, of like leaving his prime, if you will. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to fall off the face of the earth anytime soon. He's still serviceable. He is, and he had some hot streaks last year, I remember. So he's one name to keep an eye on. And apparently the Blue Jays are very interested. Okay. So the Blue Jays, I think, have fallen kind of in the same place as the Cubs, where they have Vlad Jr. at first base. They have Kiermaier now locked up in center field. And, and it's like, where do you play Cody Bellinger? So a lot of people feel like they've fallen out of that running as well. It'll be interesting. Padres you know, might pick him up. I, I still think they're not going to spend. I don't, you know, I, I don't think that after everything that's happened with San Diego and, of course, losing their owner, I think they're just content to build and stay pat in the moment and and kind of wait and see how the team responds after. I think they got embarrassed last year. I think a lot of the players were embarrassed. And, and I, I'm just going to wait and see. I, I, I have some cautious optimism that things are going to be better than last year again and that we can at least finish second in the west we can finish ahead of the giants and even the diamondbacks that'll be great i think i think the padres are gonna be more of a dark horse this year now again because last year everyone was like they're gonna win they're gonna win they're gonna win and they put together the super team and they had the super lineup and blah 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 and like the four horsemen were being marketed bogarts Machado, Tatis, Juan Soto. So now it's a little less crowded. Soto's gone. They might be a dark horse. Definitely uh, considering that everybody is focusing on the Dodgers, how yeah. well they're going to do. So the pressure will be off. It is. Also like wondering, we don't have the World Baseball Classic this year. And there's a lot of youth we're going to talk about in a second. The Padres actually just signed the number one overall international prospect, 17-year-old. His name is Leodalis De Vries. That's an awesome name. This is a very cool name. He is a switch hitting. Let's look at his height here. He is a switch hitter. He is 6'2 right now, 183 pounds, and that's at the age of... 17 so he's gonna fill out a little bit but yeah who who wouldn't love a switch hitting shortstop that's great that's the number one overall prospect in baseball so the padres just continue to excel in this area of scouting they definitely do do you think he's gonna play this season or you will have to wait till next no he can't even play in the majors at right. his age you know he and he and ethan salas cannot even touch a major league field until they're 18 years old but they're not going to either i i don't know when we're gonna see them in the majors i would say this guy is probably two to three years away oh wow but 20 19 to 20 somewhere it depends on how good he is how fast he goes up i mean not everyone makes it that's number one overall stays number one overall throughout their development and by the time they touch major league grass that's just, true things have not gone badly with ethan salas either they do work out sometimes and he's the number one overall catching prospect in all of baseball and he's in the top 10 prospects in all of baseball and he's 17 years old he's in the same list as jackson holiday and jackson churio the two guys we just talked about for the Brewers and uh, Jackson Holiday, of course, number one overall prospect in baseball, most likely going to start the season 
in Baltimore with the Orioles. Oh, 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 come on, oh. They're going to add the number one overall prospect in baseball as their shortstop at an impact position on the field. Watch out for the Orioles. They had a taste last year. They might get even better this coming up season. I, I, I'm really curious to see where all the establishment boob jobs place their predictions because I, I almost think they're all going to go all in for the Yankees just because they got oh, one soda. No, no, but I'm saying in the American League. East, oh, yeah, yeah. Specifically. The Rays, with everything that happened with Wander... Like, they're out. I think they're back to kind of square one. They're, they're looking for their franchise player again. Mm-hmm. Boston. I don't think they're ready to leap yet. You know, they haven't made enough moves. Great. <laughs> Trevor Story's healthy. Yeah, yeah. It's been quiet on that. Blue Jays, I feel like, are going to be more competitive. They got Kiermaier. They seem to be, well, I mean, Kiermaier's God, but he's not the and all be all of the yeah. agencies. He just thinks very highly of himself. Sure. He's a very good center fielder. I don't want to take anything away from him. And, but that leaves, like, the Yankees, and, and I feel like everyone's going to pick the Yankees just because of Juan Soto and Aaron Judge being healthy. I'm not saying that they're not going to make noise and, and have big numbers, but I, I think Baltimore is going to be angry about that and be like, what? We, we played pretty good last year. Yeah. And then getting knocked out of the playoffs, getting that little taste. They're a young team. They have experience under their belt from last year, so why not be more competitive this coming up season and give the Yankees, you know, run for their money. Yeah, and when you have a farm system like Baltimore, I think we just looked and they have, what, six top 50 prospects in their farm system right now. They've been putting that team together for a while. Yeah, which brings me to my next point is when it comes time to this trading deadline, they're going to be in a position to make moves to shore up their roster and their team if they're in the hunt, which I would guess they would be. Mm-hmm. So do the Yankees have that? They just gave up a lot of their farm system to but get Juan Soto. Soto. So are they going to be able to make an impact move at the trade deadline to make their team better without giving up like years of development? Well, Padres being a team that replenished their farm system pretty quickly. They did. I don't think Yankees are in the same position. I don't think they have enough prospects coming down the pipeline, replace the ones that they just lost. Well, I absolutely agree with you. The Padres did give up a lot in that trade. Most of it is six foot six, two hundred and forty pound James Wood, who is probably going to play for the Nationals in the majors this year. So that's going to be exciting to watch him. But yeah, the the fact of the matter is the Padres have back to back years now with the number one overall international prospect, Ethan Salas, and then now Leah Leah Dallas DeVries. It's going to take me a tongue twister to say that name right. It's like Leonidas. Almost. Yeah, kind of. King Leonidas, but Leodolis. Leodolis. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I think that brings us kind of up to date on all of the baseball happenings in the world uh, from the past week. As I said, it's quiet out there. So hopefully some of the big names will come off the board and we'll see where they end up before the next Friday's episode. But in the meantime, uh, stay safe out there. Stay warm wherever the world you are, even if you're in Southern California like us. Been a little bit nippy out there at times. Oh, it is nippy today. Nippy, foggy things. Winter. When it's foggy out, Nika says it's called spilt milk. It looks like a milk got spilled. (laughs) I never heard that one until she said it uh, recently, and she made it sound like it's 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 some kind of old saying. To me, it is. I noticed since I was a kid, but maybe it's a Polish thing. Hey, all right. Well, uh, happy Friday once again, everybody, and hope your 2024s are all off to a great start out there. 
And uh, we'll be back again next Friday with another episode of the Kanika Baseball Podcast. But in the meantime, adios, uh, Nika. Have a great weekend, everybody. We try to keep these episodes short because there's not much going on. As soon as uh, the signings start rolling in, I'm sure we'll have a lot more interesting things to say. Uh, But right now, there's kind of this, like I said, it's more standoffish. It's very standoffish. Wild Wild West comes to mind. Or Mexican standoff. Well, we'll see who we'll see who caves first, I guess, in this in this stare down. Go Cubs, go! Go Cubs, go! Except for Blake.